and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. We're gonna keep like implying that one of us is like saying horrible things every week. Well, we maybe this if one of us week. would stop, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Spoof Scoops and Novelty Songs. A podcast about Marty being canceled. <laughs> God, leave me alone. Uh, this week we are reviewing Kung Fu Hustle, a 2004 action comedy made by Stephen Chow. Starring Stephen Chow. Starring Stephen Chow, written by, directed by, by. Stephen Chow. And the credits also, by the way, he's listed first for all of those things, but there were other producers and other writers of this movie. Yeah, so whatever. He carried really the film on his know. back. He, Yeah, you know what? He did. Spoiler alert, the movie was good. Hey, I had never seen this before. Neither did I. I. Uh, the strong man was carrying the movie on his back. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, this movie... I had no idea what to expect, and even like doing this as a spoof, I like I had known I knew that it was sort of a parody of kung fu movies, but like I knew it wasn't like a very big parody. But this movie is super wacky and so wacky, really, really well written though. There like were the times where I was thing. like, "Am I watching Looney Tunes right now? Is that I the mean, Roadrunner and the Wild D Coyotes?" They literally do that, yes. <laughs> but I can see every wrinkle and pore on their face. This is Looney Tunes HD. They <laughs> they also do uh, the hallway of blood from The Shining towards the end of the movie. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is out of nowhere. There's just a hallway of I think he just wanted to do it. Yeah, I know, for sure. Okay. I have a very interesting story about this movie. Oh, let me have it. When I first got Netflix in the year 2010, Ooh. when they were still oh my God, giving out DVDs, so this was, I think, maybe the first DVD, because somebody had recommended it to me. Oh. This was the first DVD, and I watched 20 minutes, and then I hit the little old eject button, and I did not get... Oh. I didn't get it, which I still I didn't love it now when I watched it, but okay. I definitely was like, oh, there's no reason to like to dislike that board with yeah. it. Like, yeah, no, it's good. But like, yeah, wasn't that interesting? Wow, Scott. <laughs> no, that was great. Smooth I... brain, Scott over here. Smooth brain. <laughs> you didn't like Kung Fu Hustle? What's wrong with you? I know, I'm nuts. You're so crazy. The setup of this movie is two guys who want to be tough gangster, cool kung fu guys uh, try to mess with this like small apartment complex and then the gang that they are impersonating actually shows up and then they have to f- they end up fighting three actual kung fu masters who are staying at this apartment complex and then from there we just go mm-hmm. and by the way great setup for a movie guy who is uh like pretending to be better like this like bad thing and he keeps doing bad stuff and eventually has to like own up to his actions and like take responsibility for those things doesn't like fix anything he's done but the fact that he's taking responsibility is what he's Accomplished or learned over the course of the movie. It's like an allegory for adulthood. Yes, very much so. But it's very well done in this movie. I thought I really cannot stress how much I like this movie. I I thought it had actually some major problems. Then let's talk about it. Yeah, what problems? No, I'd like to keep this to myself. (laughs) No, (laughs) I want you to know that they they're there, but I will not go into detail. Now I feel like personal. (laughs) No, it's just okay. The the um the romance part of it was either either do it or don't do it. I agree with that. I I do agree with that. I think it was like just a joke on mute people though, which is weird. A joke? What was the joke then? That she just couldn't tell him, "Hey, it's me from when we were kids." Oh, yeah. Because they run into each other like four times. Now that I'm thinking about it, that's hilarious. Uh, (laughs) But uh, (laughs) no, uh, Kelly, you have every right to be mad at him for that. (laughs) What other? 
I can't. Nah, I guess that was my only major. Yeah, which that is a major part. And of then the plot. also, well, but this is. I think that's. It's like a the difference between like uh, Eastern and Western filmmaking. Maybe is, but just that that it seemed. Like, I had a trouble figuring out who the main character was until like two thirds of the way into yeah. the movie. I kind of get that. It is structured. just because of like the he wants to be a bad guy is like his yes. thing, and you don't really. I thought he was like a side character that was just. He also like, doesn't show up shit. until like half an hour in. No, yeah. he's in like the whole thing pretty much there's like the cold open to establish the gang the axe gang and then like the minute we cut to the apartment complex he shows up at that apartment complex and impersonating one of the axe he does the soccer thing to and that yeah that's no no no, he does yeah right right and i was like oh dude this guy's badass he shows up with his friend and overalls and who's supposed to be the no that's like half an hour into the yeah it's pretty late it is but it's it's i would say Let's split the difference. It's like 20 minutes. Yeah. No, 25, and that's as much as I'll give you. 22.5? You're twisting. You're you're breaking my balls here, Marty. Sold. I'm bringing a lot to this podcast. I think part of that is that you can't make the movie just about him because he is, like, reprehensible for most of the movie. He's constantly doing terrible things and, like, knocking ice cream cones out of people's hands and this kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, But the, the whole, like, apartment complex... As, like, the main characters for a lot of it, the landlady and her husband being this, like, ex-kung fu masters also, and then the other kung fu guys who were also living there as they were, like, the main characters for the first half of the movie. Yeah. I thought that was smart, because it was nice to, like, really get a lot of the supporting characters really well established, so you're really invested in, are they going to survive by the end of the movie? And, uh, yeah. I I liked... I thought that was great. So, I I think... There's merit in thinking that, like, the main character, it's like, he shows up late, you can't really tell he's a main character, at least I couldn't, yeah. just mm-hmm. because of, like, he he was, he doesn't, he's not powerful, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he doesn't really evolve as a character until he gets injured in that yeah. one fight. Mm-hmm. Basically. And then it's like, oh, he metamorphed into a beautiful, good guy, and it was, like, kind of weird. It's but, kind of- that said, I really like the world building in the movie. Oh, like, when he becomes Jesus at the end, that was, yeah. The guy who wrote, direct, starred in, and produced the movie becomes Jesus at the but end. But it's a gag, right? Like, it's, it's, it's supposed to be funny. It's Eastern culture, too, because it's yeah. more... I was crying. Oh. oh, Scott. Oh, Scott. I think this is Take actually... church. <laughs> it's structured like The Matrix if Keanu Reeves wasn't, like, the... Ma- like, if Keanu Reeves was, like, in The Matrix a little bit less, they'd be, like, the exact same movie, almost. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I... So I love the world building though, like the different characters, they differentiate them in like interesting, funny ways, yes. I think. Like uh the, You're talking like the opening well, like, just, scene where you see every uh all the kung fu masters like doing their day to day stuff. Yeah, that and, and like their styles, their styles. Yeah. like the the costume design. Like for mm-hmm. the landlady and the landlord, they both had I think the landlord wore like pajamas all the time yeah. or yeah. something. And the landlady had curlers in all the time and yeah, a cigarette. Yeah. There was more, uh, you know, different aspects of all the different characters. Yeah. The bad guys, too. They had, uh, the main bad guy had, like, wooden or gross teeth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wooden. They all had different fighting styles, too, which also yeah. was, like, a really nice thing. Of Like, the, there was, like, the two assassins who, like, shoot knives, who play music, and that Oh, that was great. Knives. I the love that. The twins from The Matrix, cool. but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, good. The, the, okay, yes. I, the Matrix thing, I, very apt. There's more and more evidence. Yes. There really yeah, was. Yeah. I loved, there's a lot of great choreography. I don't know. I just, I was, I was shocked at how enamored I was with, like, the world that the movie took place in. Yeah, like, no. I, I was constantly wanting, like, oh, I wonder, like, the, ba- I want more backstory on this, but it would have 
ruined the movie. It. So. Yeah, it's one. Yeah, no. And if the, if it this movie came out like ten years later, there would be three sequels where we learned where did these guys get this oh, instrument? Yeah. Thank or God. like, guys like, like just leave it. It shows them like I think we should grow our nails out very long, <laughs> <laughs> rather than just like things exist because they exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're at a jazz club and they got ripped off, and that's their origin story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they killed the owner, and that's the owner's car. Yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah. yeah. There you go. Wrote you a movie. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Kelly. Uh, I okay. The this I like that they uh, portrayed landlords accurately and landladies <laughs> inaccurately or no accurately or, or inaccurately. just land uh, land people land own you know, the people rent chargers people who own the land yeah people who fucking get paid to do nothing uh, um, Scott I thought that was good but then yeah the landlady. Uh, <laughs> The landlady. Okay, hold on. Uh, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. We might have to cut this out. Our, I looked at our analytics. We have a lot of landlords. <laughs> we are ninety percent landlords. <laughs> oh God. Well, well, let's end the podcast. Uh, so, the landlady. I was surprised. I was genuinely surprised when it's revealed that they're kung fu masters. But I also feel like it was earned. Yes. No. Agreed. Uh, but what I thought it was before was that the the landlady had uh, stereotype superpowers. Like she was such a nag. She was such a stereotype of a nagging wife that it gave her superpowers. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. No. I think they were trying to play off of that. Yeah. Though. Which is. Again, yeah. Uh, another you. note I have is just that the special effects sometimes looked fake, which was sometimes a boon and sometimes not good. I had that exact same note. Like at some yeah. points, it's like, oh, it's really it's cheesy and that plays off of kung fu movie style things. And then sometimes it's like, this has not aged well. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like when you watch The Matrix. I'm gonna keep going yeah. back to the no. Matrix, I think it's a fair comparison. The same sort of CGI style. Like they all had black suits on, but boy, those black suits look like plastic yeah. when it's CG. Yeah. yeah, like it's very bad. Or it's when they're trying to. Make Make it like this is a real thing happening. It's bad, but when it's like the cartoon Wacky. violence, yeah. then we stand. The right. Roadrunner thing looks great. You know, mm-hmm. like there was a my favorite. One of my favorite gags was they they do a wrist lock at some point, mm-hmm. and uh, when they do the wrist lock, it shreds the person's clothes off in like a oh, spiral yeah. starting from their wrist. Oh, yeah. that was really good. incredible. Doing like a gag based on a like. A hold, a martial arts hold, or like a kung yeah. fu hold. Yeah, fantastic. That's what this whole movie well, is. Well, no, because if like you that. didn't do that, it wouldn't be like it's like a real thing you could do in kung fu or whatever. But yeah. it wouldn't look like visually. It doesn't look like a lot is happening. Yeah, yes. even though just, there is. No, yeah, they found doing. a way to yes, yeah. yeah, yes, and make it like wacky and, and fun. Then they, and stuff yeah, because the they did that, and then the next uh, like a couple shots later, they she, they were doing the same move on. I think the woman and the husband like flipped her around a bunch so that she wouldn't yeah. be affected by yeah. like the arm yeah. tear. Yep. move it was it was good stuff yeah this movie yeah. is like the the aspect of kung fu movies that's spoofing which is like the physicality stuff is super well done throughout mm-hmm. the whole movie also i was gonna say this movie has every comedy sound cue in the world and every famous yeah. movie cue in the world like every bit of like little <laughs> yeah like all that stuff all your little score thing that you've heard in every movie ever this movie is just like has them all <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the Hellman scream. When you scream into the your... Hellman scream. <laughs> when you scream into Is that the new Jimmy John sandwich? <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> it's the Wilhelm scream, Kelly. No, it's more fun to say Hellman, though. Hellman scream. When you scream into a mayo jar. Well, that's the title Record of this it. fucking episode. Oh. Oh. We don't even title the episodes, but now we, we have to. to. I know. I've been saying this inner workings of the know. podcast. Yeah, Gotta yeah, get well, it in there. You know. The titles are the names of the movies. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> okay. 
Oh, I love the collection, the collective action of the pores in this movie. That every time, like it was like all the the poor people standing in yeah. the group saying, "You can't oh, fuck yeah. with us." Yeah. And, like, yeah, workers' yeah. rights. I yeah. love that the gang is like the gang is handled really well as like the villains. They are very menacing and evil, but they also get their ass kicked the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's all, the 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 gang. I feel like serves as more of like a, an inevitable force of nature rather than like there's not a, a whole lot yes. of character development on the with the axe gang other than they're bad and they're coming. And yeah, it's more about all the people in the apartment complex and how they react to it. They also serve as like a really nice setup for the actual villain of it, which is this like. The greatest killer ever, the Beast. Oh yeah, who's just like an old man. Which he, yeah. his his motivation is also really cool. That yes. like he's the best kung fu master in the world. He's old. He's seen it all, and he just want, which he wants. Which this, to be this I think shows up in a lot of like animes and shows. I was gonna yeah. say, yeah. Scott, if you like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a couple of recommendations for you. Yeah, well, no, because the, here's the thing: anime they're gonna spend like three episodes just talk, really making sure you know that. Where this movie, they just sort of like reference it a few. You're times. watching yes. the wrong anime. <laughs> you know well, what? I don't. I don't have enough perspective to really know. Uh, for more information on this, subscribe to our Patreon. I think it's time to rate this. Holy movie. shit! Wait, no, well, dude. I'm not we done. Keep, okay, if you got more thoughts, Kelly. I want to talk about the three kung fu masters because I mentioned the world building and yep. like the character, to, like the interesting characters. Those three kung fu masters, when they're about to depart, is like one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, and the, they're all saying what like, they're like. Oh, we never knew this whole time, yeah. and they like all like and they're respect like, each other. Shall so we much spar? And they turn around and they're like, No, I don't think so. We have got a long journey ahead. And as soon as they turn around, they like unsheesh. <laughs> They're about to say sheesh, and yeah. like, no, no, no. Unsheesh <laughs> <laughs> their it's weapons. Sheesh. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, and then they fight for like two seconds, and they all complement each other's weapons, and then yeah. immediately after that, they all die. Yeah, and exactly, but having that scene right before they die like makes their oh their yeah, death it's, so it's much great. More it's immediate. really and normally like so doing good. that kind of like we're learning about these characters so close to like killing them off or them leaving the movie, we like never work in a movie. But yeah. it's really well done in this movie, so it just works. Because they imply that there's a lot of history, yes. and you're just getting like the small one percent of it. Yeah, because uh, this that that kind of ties into a note I had that I put down for a scene later in the movie, but it works for both. Is just the repartee before a fight is uh, always like great. Well, because the yeah. other thing I put down is that this movie is a western. Yeah, because like yeah. there's so much of like it's like. Uh, one singular entity squaring off against another singular entity, and then they're like staring each other down. And it's like, yeah, the little like conversation they have, like it's been a long time. Like, yeah, that kind of shit is always like fucking. It's you. It's to me usually cooler than the fight. It's yeah, especially in a sure, western because right. it's just two guys shooting each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, this movie has you know a drawn out kung fu fight. Yeah. But still, the fucking just the, yeah the the little like quippy dialogue right before they start fighting always so cool. I did want to ask you guys uh, how into like kung fu movies in general are you guys? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just curious because like I, I'm, out of ten, not yeah, out of ten. <laughs> I'm gonna I, say a three point eight. I. I don't know. I don't know where to start with them. I've watched, you know, Jackie Chan movies yeah. mostly because those are the more Police recent story. ones. Like, Drunken uh, Master. Brooke, yeah, it's good. Yeah, Bro- uh, Drunken Master and what's the Brooklyn one? Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes, that, <laughs> that classic kung fu show. Uh, yeah, and I enjoy those. Yeah, but it's like 
it's so hard to find one that mixes good choreography with good narrative. I think. Yeah. Usually, you get one of the two. And, yeah. and, and I thought this the movie did good, the good, good kung fu is you'll find more often than you'll find a good. Most of the narratives in all these movies are bad because yeah. it's watch, just setting up reasons and then, to and fight. And you get yelled at by your dad saying, "Why are you going to a kung fu movie if you want a good narrative? You go to a narrative <laughs> movie. Go yeah. see Schindler's List." For I mean, the fifth your dad time. is Roger Ebert, right? Yeah, my dad. Yeah. If we're talking about like, job. yeah, movies are. <laughs> Oh my god! Wow, something we need to Can get we out cut from that out. Holy shit! Yeah, that out, this is a first. No, I think we have to keep. You're it just in, talking actually. about how you, you stay out of it. And no, I screwed up. I do think, yeah, like I don't know if you if you want. It's like kung fu movies to me have always been like if you want to come see choreographed action, you go see kung fu movie. But I will say, for my taste. I, if I want to see choreographed action, I just watch wrestling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if I want to and the Furious. Yeah, or I don't want even. them to uh, do anything interesting with the camera. I just want them to point at it from far away. Oh my god! Have I told you about how every time I watch wrestling, my first thought is, "How does Marty like this?" Yeah, because that's true. Um, I don't Scott has seen wrestling with me live before, and I know. he told me he loved it. I would probably enjoy <laughs> it live more than I do on TV. It is better. TV, live. It is so like. Oh, you can see them not hit each other. Yeah, <laughs> so close. Yeah, that, you have to, I mean, you just have to accept that as part of it. You know? I know. Like, I get it. Yeah. You watch for the plot. And honestly, though, like part of the thing is how like the better wrestlers are the ones who convince you that they actually are hitting each other. Like that is generally yeah. what is considered good wrestling. Is. Wow, interesting yeah. point. Uh, that's. Uh, I think that they're like not comparable because in one you can like edit and of, st- it's the difference course. between like live music and record. It's the difference between like the Grateful Dead and Skrillex. Yeah, it's I, like listening to. The you can dance on vinyl. No thanks. Yeah. Live or nothing. Live or nothing, baby. <laughs> He's a chicken dance hardliner. <laughs> so. I toured with the chicken dance for years. <laughs> That's right. I'm a chicken head. <laughs> oh, I said uh, pinball sounds at the end. Now Kelly is interested. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice. That's how my suspension of disbelief was. So, it was so high up. That I yeah. even noticed the football sounds. <laughs> so, as a movie and as a spoof, I'm giving it the same rating, guys. 10 out of 10. I thought this was a blast to mm-hmm. watch. And as a spoof, I think it just does... Usually, we watch a lot of spoof movies that are just, like, very big, very broad, very, like, just doing, like, the dumbest gags possible. This movie is, like, weirdly very subtle in what it's... It's trying to make fun of balance. It's got a good balance of like really wacky stuff in the world that they're created, but the s- satire is like very grounded and very small. I think generally, so I think this movie does really well. Like they're doing stuff that's like they're doing like making like a a parody of like kung fu movies. Like that's crazy to me to do that in a spoof movie. Like most spoof movies are just not going to think that cleverly. It, it's stuff. it's a parody of something that's already very over the top. Already silly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, as a movie, I would give it a. Uh, seven, because um, yeah, there were just parts that didn't land for me, or like parts. Yeah, that I think you could like probably shave at least twenty minutes off this movie and improve it a lot. Yeah. Like the the him punching inside of the weird metal yeah enclosure, huh? Yeah, that went on for too long. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't why why, why? like yeah it just yeah. didn't yeah. And then uh, I just have one final note. I, oh wait, wait, and as a spoof, I'll give it a. 8.5 out of 10, because I feel like it <laughs> does a good job of making fun of what it's trying to make fun of. But it also, it's, I don't know, I feel like it's like creating like an original, yeah. like half of it's making fun of kung fu movies, and then it's also just like making fun of like life in general. Yeah. Too. So, 
taking it down to a seven. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> wow. And then finally, it's funny that the very strong man was sensitive. The end. <laughs> now that's a good spoof. Of course. Kelly? Um... I give it a 10 out of 10 on both fronts. This is, I think it's mostly just like bias for me going into it. Because uh, first of all, I told Marty this. I thought we were watching Kung Pao Enter the Fist. I thought that's Which, what by the Kung way, Fu Hustle was. We should. I was, do that one. Yes. 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 But I was like waiting. I was like, wait, I thought there was like a white protagonist in this movie. And then it didn't happen in no. Kung Fu Hustle. I was like, oh, okay. But it was, I was super pleasantly surprised with it. I love the choreograph or choreography. 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 <laughs> you know, like mixed between. I just can't talk. Kelly needs to be reset. For guys. this episode of the pod, because we're recording two today. This is the second one. I feel like I did find the first one. This coffee's not working anymore. Yeah. I, need a, I need a refresh. Yeah, something pink, pink lemonade? Uh, I agree with you on like the points of like the protagonist and stuff like that, but I thought the world building and the characters just made up for it. Because like I just realized that the, pro- the protagonist of the movie was like introduced as an antagonist and he was introduced as like a really weak antagonist yes. like he challenged he, when he was challenging the people in the crowd and like telling them like he, he's like you the short one and it was just a really tall guy sitting down oh like, I forgot about that game. that was great that's <laughs> the best game it was very movie. funny he like challenged a woman and the woman like punches yeah. him really hard yeah. and he's like oh and he like spits out blood and yeah. he's like is that all you got <laughs> there's a really buff little boy yes. yeah. the boy, buff there's little boy every, little, every person super bad is CG like, but so funny yeah, the like, joke is like in a crowd, you can't see everybody, and then yeah. he keeps picking people out who like turn out to be like insanely yeah. buff. Because he's like challenging them. He's like not all at once. Which, by the way, I feel like he could have. The tall man being tall doesn't make you good at fighting. Yeah. Like, yeah. No offense, Kelly. Oh, hey, man. Kelly's I'm tall. a Quaker. Oh, I, I fight no one. You are wearing that powdered wig. Yes. Oh, and I'm eating oatmeal. Yeah. Ten out of ten. Good movie. Good all right, poop. Scott. Well, um, I, what could you possibly have to say? Normally I have a question for you, but I have a guess as to what you've brought for a novelty song this week. Oh, please, do tell. So I have two guesses. Guess number one, which I don't think it is. Is it, everybody was kung fu fighting? I'll let Marty finish. Kelly, just let him have it. What? What was the second guess? Kelly ruined this bit off mic and on mic now. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's like, it's... Is it a bit? There's not a lot to ruin. I, I, scripting it. This is a thin premise. Um, I thought it might be The Hustle, and it's then not. I realized, oh, what a fool. It's, of course, Kung Fu Fighting. That's right. <laughs> so much fun is the reveal of the song. Oh, my gosh. When it would have been. This, I said this earlier in the group chat. When one of us has a piece of information <laughs> that the other two don't have, oh, is that scintillating content. I don't think any of us. You're the only <laughs> one with the information, though. I just, you know, themed episode. It was just pretty obvious what you were going to pick. Anyways. <laughs> you could have the song is Kung Fu Fighting by Carl Douglas. Came out in 1974. Carl Douglas? Of yeah. Kung Fu Fighting fame? Yeah, that's the very same. <laughs> he was fast as lightning, I believe. <laughs> no, he was just describing people. Who oh, were. Okay. <laughs> You're confused, Martin. Oh, yeah, I misheard the lyrics. Uh, so it was uh, produced by a fella named Badu Apaya, and he uh, hired uh, Douglas to sing. A song called I Want to Give You My Everything. Um, and so they had scheduled a four hour recording session and uh, they took uh, three hours to uh, track that first song and they thought that was going to be, you know, the big single. 
Uh, but then they had another hour left scheduled, so they're like, let's use this recording time. Why wouldn't we? They take a break, they come back, they got like half an hour left, and they're deciding, you know, what are we going to do with this last uh, uh, half hour? And uh, Douglas shows the producer a song he'd written, Kung Fu Fighting. They bit bop boop wow. knock it out really fast. Yeah. That is crazy. Hey, we got an hour, and I got this slight cultural appropriation-based song. Uh, more than slight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you Back know what? Then he it never was says, slight. He never said it could be. Uh, Everybody's just guys from Michigan. Just we don't know. <laughs> they're just doing kung fu. We don't know. Yeah. I think it's just never mind. Anyways, <laughs> they do. Okay, yeah. <laughs> what are the lyrics? Let's let's peruse. Oh wait, no, lyrics. he does say those. Oh Jesus, he does say those funky Chinamen from Funky Chinatown. <laughs> Correct. There's no saving. Okay, it. They, yeah. they also do the Chinatown. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Was like that's big appropriation. Yeah. Well, again, from the '70s. Okay, so this it came out during. There's a big kung fu boom in the '70s, thanks to Bruce Lee. Uh, which that, you know, continued into the 80s, and that's how you get movies like Gremlins, Big Trouble in Little China, where, like, yeah, it, the 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 uh, exotification of Asians goes so far that it's like, they're all sorcerers. Yeah, like, it, yeah, 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 yeah. No, mm-hmm. we did not treat Asian cultures well, and still probably don't. Well, not we. Don't. Other people didn't. Americans. Yeah, we didn't Americans. Speak. We don't speak for America, though. We can. Uh, we're part of the problem, Marty. It's fine. So it's, if we try to distance ourselves, it looks worse. So <laughs> yeah, you know what? Everybody uh, was kung fu fighting, and I stayed silent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, you're just coming in. Those kicks today. were fast as lightning, and, and still, still I said, I said nothing. nothing. <laughs> it was a little bit frightening, and yet I stood silent. <laughs> and finally. <laughs> When they came to Kung Fu fight me, <laughs> there was no, no one left. <laughs> to f- defend me? Yeah, it falls apart. Yeah. But it's a funny idea. <laughs> yeah. For a, a great parody right there. Anyway, so yeah, they so they, they just knocked it out quickly. They thought it was just like, you know, they, they weren't taking it too seriously. And then it turns out it became their biggest hit. Yeah. So, um... I still just love, oh, we got an hour of studio time left? You want to do something racially charged? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's not think about it too hard. Let's go. (laughs) Should we do this? I just did a line. (laughs) I mean, it was 1974, baby. It was the time. Uh, I'm trying to think if I have, see if I have any other facts here. Well, you know what? This is a good time to listen to it. And then when we come back, let's go to the comment section, shall we? So here's a little taste of Kung Fu Fighting. Carl Douglas. 1974. Everybody was Kung Fu fighting. Those kids were fast as lightning. In fact, it was a little bit... So, you got a little taste of the song. Now let's uh, hear what some other people think from the internet. Bill from Pensacola, Florida says... Here is an old school trick for you. If you have this one on a 45 single, play it at three, 33 and a third speed. It's a whole new fun song. You'll love the background fight songs, and it still works. So that's just a fun fact. Is it faster or slower at that? That would be slower. Well, let's let's do that. 
<laughs> put it on YouTube. Put it at seventy-five percent speed. Fu it's playing right now. Fighting. That's way slow. All the notes go. It's just a guy talking in a low voice. Yeah, he misses things. It's weird. Where are the drums? That was a whole new fun song. Well, I'll start playing it again. And it was a little bit frightening. He's playing the Monster Mash now. Uh, wow. Well, Bill, you've done us dirty with yeah, that. I think those thanks, are bad tips. <laughs> John from Brisbane says, This is an uplifting, spirited tune, and all of it is good and is classic pop. How can anyone dislike this great song? He or she who dislikes it must be a fat and lazy person who can't even <laughs> get off his bed. And then it, he closes that with asterisk dab, asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's it. Oh, uh, sorry. Those, those are the two comments. Week, sorry, guys. <laughs> no, did, uh, did it peak and chart? Yeah, give me the chart trivia. Yes, it did appear on the Billboard Top 100. Would anyone care to guess where it peaked at? One. I'm gonna go with lucky number seven. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna go with seven. Oh, okay. Because I was gonna say, yeah, it peaked at number seven, but you were gonna be no, it actually peaked at number. One. Oh, really? Yeah. But it was a hit. I mean, it was a hit. We've heard hit. all of this song millions. The of internet times. wasn't yeah. around back then. It wasn't yeah. woke culture. People like screaming. Huh. I do like. That's my favorite yeah. of the song. Yeah. This is another yeah. like wedding kind of song too. I feel like. Yeah. It's, it's which we did last week as well. So yeah. good Boy. picks, guys. Again, three white people <laughs> know all too well about this song. Yeah. Playing yeah. at weddings. Yeah. Yeah, Karate is there any shots. way we can appropriate disco and Asian culture? <laughs> Let's do it. Done. <laughs> disco. <laughs> um, Marty, I have a question for you. Oh, I love questions. Have you brought us anything today? I have, guys. I brought... I hope it's a piece of plywood that I can cut in half. A jar of jelly beans. I don't believe you. <laughs> See, they're not healthy product because... Normal beans, not multicolored. Yeah, not jelly. <laughs> I'm gonna pass it around. We're gonna each. We're gonna each try a jelly bean. I'll go fat free. Me. You're gonna give us. This is gonna give us fucking diarrhea. <laughs> it is fat free jelly beans. They are multicolored and. Uh, what brand are they? <laughs> <laughs> no, just open it. That's interesting. Well, okay, let me for the viewer. You know, I like to paint a picture for the viewers. So what These I'm gonna are do is tight because this is an audio medium. <laughs> I'm gonna shake the can of jelly beans so you can hear them clinking around in the can. Ready? Let's. All right. Quiet on the set, and I'll give them a shake. Oh, that's weird. They're Utterly silent. Marty, did you leave these in like? All right. A I'll, I'll go ahead and open the can. Can they melt together? Oh, it's really, it's really tight. I can't get it open. I need to angle it away from myself. I need to angle it right at Marty's microphone. Gotcha! <laughs> oh my god! Two snakes! Marty. Two snakes! Marty, where are the jelly That's beans? That's right, snakes in a jar this week, gentlemen. A classic prank toy. Everybody go listen to the Paul F. Tompkins bit about yes. this prank toy. About peanut brittle. It's very funny. I was gonna do the peanut brittle, but I was like, peanut brittle will be way too obvious, so yeah. I was gonna try it. <laughs> As you know, I listen to that oh, YouTube clip weekly. Also, I love that joke. That's a great bit. Yeah, yeah. Did oh, you guys jolly good brand jelly? By the way, did you guys know? What? That it was gonna be... Snakes? 
You because you were annoyed with me to start with. So <laughs> no, I really, which, I really did. Think wanted, you guys, okay, that's you what did I was, trick me for the first until I held it in my hand and like just. Yeah, I knew the, I knew I should have opened it for you. Yeah, you should have. Yeah. I was also gonna tell you before. But then you'd basically be getting your side. As soon as I saw it, I would have known if you opened it. I would have known because you've been holding it like your arms fully extended away from you. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, that yeah, this, this is a good knob. Th- Marty, thank you. Marty, good job. You revered dangerous. Four in a row. Thank you. So there is a fun part of this, which is ingredients listed on the back of this jelly bean oh, jar. Oh, like boy. Corn syrup, sugar, gelatin, jumping at you stuff, <laughs> dextrose, citric acid, yep, malic acid, calcium so citrate, phallic. good times. There's good times yeah. in this jar. <laughs> Good so times. Anyways, yeah. yeah. So guess guess who's getting this I'm for Christmas? A good time right now. Kristen. Nope. No, one of your one of, your, one of, your one of my nephews. nephews. Oh, nice. <laughs> Which, Hilarious. Yeah, they, they might actually fall for it. I think I've been around the block. I think you did fall for it. Like you, we you all saw fall. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, you're right. From <laughs> four feet away, the jar of jelly beans does look like a jar of jelly. It beans. does. Yeah. I'll give you that. I'm the same distance away. I did not think for a it, second but it's it was like, actually jelly. Oh, really? It's pretty no. fake. Yeah. It's pretty fake. Yeah. I guess why wouldn't it be clear? That's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like drawings of, of <laughs> jelly drawings beans of jelly beans on it. Wait, it's, is it draw? From here, it looks like picture. It's like a, a photo. photo. It's a okay. photo. It looks super generic. To me, that's a drawing. <laughs> I can't get these back in. I They're forgot so how you're hard. the Encino man. <laughs> Drawing. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. So oh, this is good one, prank. Hold on. I'm, try, I'm trying to ball up one of the snakes yep. in my hand. This is like a superpower I have. I'm, if I was an X-Man, I would be... You just throw... Jubilee Part 2. Just the, bring snakes. Bring snakes. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. Those so I have some... Uh, when I thought of this and I found this jelly bean jar that I could buy, I was, like, so excited. I immediately tweeted, me finding uh, novelty products makes me so happy, but it's really just pranking my host. Scott immediately liked the tweet that I saw. <laughs> but I was like... To your credit, you didn't I don't was, remember doing that. Yeah, I know. You didn't know it was coming. I was, I was nervous. I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have, because I never know how often you check your Twitter. But Well, oh, you know what it was? I thought... <laughs> What you meant by pranking your co-host was bringing something stupid to make us mad. <laughs> I genuinely thought that's what you that's meant. That's also part of it, though. Like bringing bread would have been like a prank. That's why I, you know I, I was like, I was like, it's, it's not been, just bread; it's white. It's like bread. when I gave you the colored pencil as a. That's why. That, that's why I did that's, this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, I was like, is it recent enough for the ones that I've done that are really bad for me to do this? And hopefully Scott will fall for the idea. Yeah. No, the bar is very low. So. <laughs> so hey. <laughs> really, you're in a you're in a prime position. I've brought the best of them. Can you have the cap, by the way, so I can put these back in? Oh, um, I lost it. <laughs> oh my god, it's never going back in. I mean, it's in the room Where somewhere. Where did it go? Th- oh, you just released the whole thing, didn't you? Oh yeah, it probably flew off yeah. in your direction. All right, well that's gonna do it for us this week on Swift's Good Salad Songs. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. <laughs>